It's the morning show with Michael and Elisa talking about dreams this morning. What if it's not morning when people are listening? Mm, let me take another cup of coffee before I answer that question. A cup of coffee? <laughs> you need a cup of coffee. <laughs> let me take another cup of coffee. Did you mean a sip of your cup of coffee? Yes, that's what I meant. Okay. Well, see, it is morning when we're recording it. It is morning. And we see a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's an so, element of performance to this Dream Stories podcast. And sometimes I overperform and I get my words mixed up. Oh, okay. Well, cool. So... <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried to record a podcast a little while ago. And it just stopped. It just stopped. And it, we were on a roll, weren't we? Were we were having fun. We were probably laughing too much. Yeah. I don't know. We laughed a pretty good bit starting this one off, too. So Yeah. It, anyway, so, so we were going to talk about what happens when a dream is not a dream. Yeah. That's all you get to say? Let me have another sip cup of coffee. <laughs> sip of coffee. <laughs> what did I say? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, I we I, you know one of the things I wanted to, to talk about. I don't think we've really done it on the podcast before. Is d- defining what we mean when we say dream because what most people think of as a dream and what we may be talking about as a dream could be two different things. Mm-hmm. So. You know, a lot of people think a dream is something you have at night while you're asleep. Whatever that is that goes on in your head, in your spirit, in your you know, mind, wherever you think it's at, whatever that's going on, those pictures that play through uh, while you're asleep, that's a dream. And that if you have something, an experience like that where you see pictures or whatever uh, while you're awake, whether it be open, seeing it in front of your eyes, or just thinking it through in your mind, they think that is being a vision. And that's not necessarily true, is it? I was about to say that. How did you know? Well. I've said it too many times. I don't know how I knew because I I don't think in the previous recording we talked like that. So it's not memorized. We're not scripted. I don't know if you can tell. I think they can tell. Okay, good. Yeah. So at any rate, a dream is something you have at night. A vision is something you have in the daytime when you're awake. A dream you have at night when you're asleep. That's what most people think. And that's not necessarily what what we mean when we say dream or we say vision. That's right. And I remember the first time I heard that, our friend, our mentor told us, mm, you can you can have a dream while you're awake. And I was like, you can? He goes, you not yeah. ever heard of a daydream? And I was like, yeah, but I thought I just That's made that stuff dream. up, you know? And um, I don't know, because sometimes I can be driving down the road and I'll have... What I would used to clarify as a vision, you know, I'd see this uh, uh, thing play out in my head, and I would think, wow, I just had kind of a vision. And um, it turns out that's not always the case. It could be. And, you know, that we can talk about the different elements of what makes, you know, something a dream and what makes something a, a vision by definition. And, again, they're kind of loose definitions but there's kind of a thread through there that is pretty much 
consistent most of the time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. I would say that's true most of the time. And I, I think mo- for what we talk about, I think most of the time you would define a dream by saying it's uh, an experience that needs interpretation. It's full of metaphors and symbols, and you need help to understand it, to interpret it. Whereas a vision, and it's not the only other thing you could experience in the day or the night, but a vision would be more of something that's literal and doesn't need as much interpretation to it. Can I give you an example? Yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking about one time. I was on my way to visit a family member in the hospital, and while en route to the hospital visit, I had a vision of an explosion. I saw like a bomb go off and just fire and smoke and clouds, you know, in front of me. So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, there's going to be an attack somewhere today. I'm thinking, you know, a bomb's going to go off somewhere or something. And not even thinking about it till later, when I got to the location, there was a humongous fight at the family member's bedside. You know, it was just an altercation. And so that was... Really, was that a dream or was that a vision? Well, you, It's you, a little of both in my mind. You did it well. You said, I had a vision because you were seeing it in your mind's eye right. as you're awake. And I was wide awake. And that's the normal expectation. That's a vision. But in reality, that's much more a similar daydream. to a daydream. Exactly. A dream, because it needed interpretation. It wasn't a, an explosion that was actually going to happen with fire and bombs and right. attacks. And it wasn't like literal. That. It was an explosion of personalities and emotions right. that was taking place. And that was a metaphor that needed interpretation. You so know that made funny? the dream. I don't even remember what the fight was about or anything. But I do remember that the actual the learning process of the difference between a vision and a dream. Yeah. And then I think about the other thing that I had where one of our sons... I dreamed, I thought I dreamed, that he was in a wreck. I saw the wreck. I assumed it had something to do with ministry and all this stuff for his future. Yeah, because you were interpreting all the symbols and images. That's Mm -hmm. right. And turns out the next, and so I prayed for him that he would be okay, but I was not thinking he's going to be in a a car wreck. Hey, you got a telephone call. Yes, my daughter-in-law. <laughs> well, it's the son you were talking about. It's his wife. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's cool. But go ahead and finish. Yeah. So, I, so the next people just the next night, um, I got a phone call from him. He goes, "Mom." Now Ooh, I was at church. The next night, you got a phone call from him. Oh, and you just got a phone call I did. from his wife. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. I was just trying to make somehow make that phone call. Okay. Fit in. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I should have had my phone on vibrate. But anyway, um, so the next night we're at church. It's a Wednesday night. I get a phone call. He goes, Mom. I said, and I knew when he's the way he said, Mom, Mom. I said, Yeah. He goes, uh, Well, um, I, I'm okay. I was like, What's wrong, Joshua? What's wrong? And um, turns out he had just been involved in a car wreck, literally. Yeah. Like the wreck went and he dialed mom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, are the police there? He goes, mom, it just happened. I was like, well, who, who's there? Are you out of the car? And he was like, mom, it just happened it 30 like, seconds ago. It was like, pow. And he got hit in a T-bone collision mm-hmm. on the passenger side where he was riding. Yes. 
And not only is he okay, he has the presence of mind to be able to immediately, when the car stops moving, pull his phone out, and the first thing he does is call mom, who has had the vision but didn't know what it was. Yes. Of him in the wreck. So now, what was that? Was that a vision or a dream? See, that was a that was a mixture of both because it wasn't literally the way his wreck occurred, right. but it was because if you told the whole story, you saw him bumping into. I cars. saw him si- uh, being sideswiped. You yeah. know, as he was going down the road, he was bumping into a car, a yeah. couple of cars down the road. So, and so it wasn't literally the way the wreck happened, but it was still a it's vision pretty because close. it was a wreck. And it, so it had elements of uh, in, that needed interpretation, which turned out to be that he had the wreck, got hit on the side, but then without realizing it, he also had a broken leg, one side of his body injured. So like two cars in the that he sideswiped in the vision. Mm-hmm. That's my air quotes. See? I in see the him. Vision, I see him. Uh, was everybody should be able to see me do air quotes. It's cool. Uh, anyway, the one side, you know, that 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 uh, he hit two cars. In other words, there were two things. There was the actual wreck, and then there was the injury. Even though he was okay and was able to get up and walk around, it turned out his leg was broken. Uh, we didn't find out. That's a whole that was, nother podcast. Oh yes, I know because he went on to an event and all sorts. He of wouldn't things. wouldn't go to the hospital. And the next he morning, he couldn't walk. He did, that's did, true. It was a, a small... It was they a gave break. him something for pain. They didn't so see it. Fine. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and the yeah. next day, he couldn't walk. That's right. Mommy so. had to go get him. <laughs> He's going to love listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah, I'll tell him. So, yeah. So, so I, you know, I think it's just cool because there are so many things that we can experience that are spiritual, that are supernatural, that may not be dreams, but yet we have them at night... And so we call them dreams, and we have people who will ask us all the time, what does my dream mean, and then share something that's not a dream. Right. Well, we kind of experienced that recently, didn't we? Oh, we did. That's right. You want to share that? I can. I can share that. We were at a conference or an event we were doing locally here in Birmingham, and uh, uh, we had, did you take some more coffee there? Well, you sort of burped. <laughs> I didn't burp. You thought I burped. I couldn't help but giggle. And you started giggling at me. Anyway, you're, you're back to being serious. I'm okay. angry. I'm becoming Hulk. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, never mind. Okay, so we... we uh, <gasps> Now you cough. I did. I <laughs> okay. So anyway, let's get serious. We were at an event um, in a local church here in Birmingham, Alabama, where we, we live. And uh, at this event, we had about 100 people or so. We were talking about uh, hearing from heaven and dreams was part of that process. And at the very end of the two-day event, we had a young lady come forward because I was interpreting dreams. She came forward to share um, a dream that she had. She was at the end of the line. She was the very end. We had a hard cutoff time for to be finished so they could reset the church we were at, could reset its sanctuary for the next day for their Sunday service. And so uh, we had a hard cutoff, and she was like literally coming forward in front of these folks with four or five minutes left in the time that we had. Yes. You didn't know who she was either, which I thought was cool. I didn't. I didn't know who she was. But she was like uh, like 14, 
Yeah, she's about, she was a teenager. She's I would say teenager, she's probably. definitely middle school or something. Yeah, so um, she comes up and shares this story, because I'll call it that because it really wasn't a dream, but she shares this story that she called a dream about what had happened. And so she's asleep, why she called it a dream, and she is watching a cat that is sitting on a red sofa next to a door of an apartment. And she knows as she watches that the cat is waiting for someone to come home and that the cat is really anxious or really desiring to have uh, the affection of the person who's coming home to cuddle and snuggle up with them and, you know, that sort of thing. And so then the woman who lives in the apartment opens the door and comes in. She's a nurse and she's very, very late. She's worked a late shift and she's very, very late coming in the door and she comes in, and instead of giving the cat the affection that it wants, she just reaches over and sort of pets the cat on the head and then moves on through the scene and goes to mm-hmm. bed. And, and and the young lady knew that the cat was sad, kind of, and, and needed that affection. Yeah, was really <clears throat> desiring that cuddle time. Which, that's a metaphor, isn't it? That is a metaphor, even though it wasn't a dream. See, see that's the thing that's cool, is we can never lock down these definitions. Because sometimes dreams have pieces of visions in them, and sometimes visions have pieces of dreams in them. Right. So sometimes they're literal things in a dream, and sometimes they're metaphorical things in a vision or other supernatural experiences or spiritual experiences that we have. And so that's, you know, in the uh, Hebrew Old Testament, you've got a guy who was well-known for interpreting dreams named Daniel, and he, he used to talk about, in Daniel it talks about, he had visions and dreams and dreams and visions and things while like that. While he laid on his bed and all that stuff, yeah, right? Things, Isn't that what it says? Yeah, visions while he was sleeping on his bed and, you know, dreams while he was awake and dreams and visions and, you know, all sorts of things. So we never have an absolute definition. Right. We're just talking about dreams or metaphorical visions or more literal as a means of understanding what we're talking about in in these settings. And many times, Michael, isn't this true? You don't really know you've had a dream, I mean, a vision or a dream until after the fact sometimes. That's true. Sometimes it's afterwards before you realize. Especially for a vision because, you know, I've heard you give this example. If you have a dream slash vision, you don't know which one it is and someone asks you, well, which one is it? If you come to a stop sign and you see a red car run a stop sign in front of you, um, that may or, or hit hit you or something. And then later that week, you have a red car hit you, you know, because they ran a stop sign. That's a vision. Yeah. It's literal. It literally played out. Um, so sometimes you don't know till after the fact. Yeah, because Just like it me. could have been a dream that you were supposed to pray. Waiting that for. another ministry or another person's life or vocation would not impact you in a negative way. Yeah, so don't be discouraged if you really don't know which one it is. That's right. really one of the key things. Well, but and she didn't know which one she it was, didn't. but she assumed, like most of us do, right. that it was a dream. But you asked her some pointed questions that help reveal what was happening. So you asked her, were you doing anything? Were you interactive in the dream? Did you say anything? And she said, "No, I was just observing. It was like I was just. It was like I was just watching this happen." That's right. It was almost like she was a fly on the wall or up in the corner mm-hmm. of the ceiling, mm-hmm. watching things go on. Which tells you right there that this is not something that's about her. 
Right. Even if it was a dream, it wasn't about her. Yes. It was about something else or and something. And then you else. sort of stumbled all over yourself for a minute like, do I unpack this? Do well, I not unpack I mean, it? Because we were, we were crunched for time. We only have like 15 minutes left in our normal podcast time, and I feel crunched for time to okay. talk about this. I'm Ready, not really, go. But, but I mean, but it's really. It's, True. It's a, you know, th- there's more than just visions, it, when, when a dream is not a dream, you know, okay, so that uses both our definitions of dream. When a dream, something you have at night while you're asleep, is not a dream, something that requires interpretation because it's full of metaphors. When a dream is not a dream, it could be a lot of other things. It's not necessarily just straight up what we would call a vision. It could be an encounter. It could be a visitation uh, from a spiritual being uh, right. from God. And you asked her some other things. Did you know her? Right, which she, she did not. She didn't know her. She couldn't mm-hmm. even really see her face. Many times when we don't see the face of someone, sometimes that can be angelic or something. But, yeah, but this, this one case, was different. You could well, just feel asked, it, right? I, you could just feel it. And remember, I asked her if she couldn't see her face because it just wasn't an opportunity to see it or if she couldn't see her face because it was like, you know, like kind of like TV blurred out type thing or just not, it wasn't really... A face to see, so to speak, and it was just sort of she didn't have the chance to see it. Right, right. And and how you know scripturally, where do we see? Of course, I know the answer to this, but scripturally, where do we see where someone was able to observe something when they weren't there at a city gate? Ezekiel. And what happened? Was it Ezekiel? Yeah. Did I get it right? You did. Oh, cool. He, oh, he, oh, I know what you're talking about. He was able he to was see able something. He was able to see what was taking place at the temple. He was taken to another place, like to the River Chibar, I think it was. Yeah, and you could say, did he go there in spirit? Did he have a dream that he went there? And we have another scriptural example in the New Testament where I believe it was Peter who said he knew someone one time, or it may have been Paul, where he said, I knew someone once. Did he go in the spirit? Was it literal? No. He didn't know. And sometimes we may not know the exact answer to that question. Yeah, and and that's kind of what this situation was. This was not a dream, and you could feel it. And and we talk all the time about there are no hard and fast rules in dream interpretation because we don't interpret dreams based on formula. We don't interpret dreams based on a process. We interpret dreams based on, uh, for for us as believers and, and, and followers of Christ, we interpret dreams based on Holy Spirit giving us understanding and helping us to recognize what the metaphors mean. And that also means we're dependent on hearing mm-hmm. from heaven, is it a dream or not? And you could just feel this wasn't a dream. Yeah, you know, there's something about, Michael, that when you and I are interpreting, and especially, I'll just share my personal example. I, I'm a born-again believer. I, I follow the teachings of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So I I'd believe, I, I know, but I'm sharing my personal example because we, we welcome anyone to listen. We don't exclude anyone, any faith or anything. We welcome all people to listen. But for me, cool yes, yeah, for me, my personal example is that I have a quickening within my spirit, man. You see me? I do. I see you over there. I, I'm, I'm, I've got my fist. And it's right in into my right, right tummy. In the and of it is. It is my uh, my knower, and I have a quickening. And I know you have it too. You have a knowing in your knower. I have a knowing in my knower, and it's like it's it's a quickening. It's it's like kind of like a butterfly feeling, but not 
not always fun and emotional, you know, like the first day of school butterfly jitters. It's a quickening, and it's something that, for me, because I have a relationship, I believe, with the Holy Spirit, it tells me something. something's here, this is it, or you just have this understanding, a revelation, you know? Yeah, and, and so you just had that feeling that this was not a dream. And I didn't know, but I think you were in the back of the room mm-hmm. and feeling the same thing. This is yeah. not a dream. It took me a minute. You got it before I did. Um, but I got understanding <laughs> because of the, the metaphor of the cat. I, I watched a video this week, a little meme, and it, it, it said... Um, Cat disappears for a couple of months, meets its new owner for the first time in two months, hasn't seen its owner or anything. The girl squats down, the cat walks toward her and just walks right by her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't miss you at all. You know, so for a cat to desire something. That was significant. Yes, and so I, I went from a, a different roundabout. I saw the cat as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, I was trying to wrap my brain around it because it was a small little cat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a metaphor in the midst of this experience she was having. Mm-hmm. But but the thing that's cool about that is it was part dream, part vision, part experience, because that was more than just a vision. You know, what I said and what I sensed and what I felt immediately was, well, as, as, after I asked a couple of questions, I sensed it immediately, but I asked a few questions to sort of feel comfortable with what I was right. about to say in front of 100 people, which was, no, she was actually watching someone's life, and it was a call to pray for that person who she was watching. And she didn't know their name. She didn't know where they live. She didn't know anything about them. But one day if she ever meets them and goes to their house, there's going to be a red couch sitting next to the door to the apartment. Right. With a cat. That but looks now, like the one she saw. That's right. Now, you kind of interpreted, though, the actual encounter. Yeah. What did you say the cat represented? Well, the cat represented uh, God. And see, that's what blew my mind because I looked at it as the line of the tribe of Judah, a small cat, cat, feline, and everything. Even that didn't make sense to me. That's why sometimes we say there's a Holy Spirit thing that's happening for us when we're interpreting if people want to know. For you and I, there's a Holy Spirit quickening that goes, this is what that symbol means. And sometimes there's not always a clear and defined you know, definition in a book somewhere, right? right? And you came about that it was God because was it a quickening? Just you just knew. knew. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just you know when you think back on it, it's a cat, line of Judah, mm-hmm. sitting on a red throne or a mm-hmm. red couch. So as a Christian, you think the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus, which allows restoration of relationship to God, allows us to come into his presence. Mm-hmm. It's that blood that was shed through the sacrifice of Jesus that allows the Christian to come boldly before the throne of God. So I was seeing and thinking all these things from my Christian, you know, understanding of this language that mm-hmm. these were metaphors. They right. were metaphors even though this was a literal literal event. So the actual couch, the actual cat that this woman owned and and had were also metaphors. And you said it represented something. Do you remember what you said? Off the top of my head, no, because okay. I'm not sure what you're asking me about what. You said uh, you need to pray for this woman oh, because yes. she's kind of abandoned her time with God, and she needs to get that back in order. That you know, And that was one of the things right. that you, you may never know this woman. You may never meet her, but God gave you an assignment, and that is for you to pray for this woman that things would be brought into order 
that her relationship with God would be established and that she would begin to give, you know, attention, uh, attention to God. Yeah. Because it's interesting. God does long for our affection. He does. And you know what's interesting about this whole dream? So many times, uh, you know, we have a lot of friends who are uh, born-again Christians. They would always go towards the cat being a negative thing. And yeah. that's not always true. And here we are. We have an example where cat does not mean witchcraft. Right. You know, it's not meaning anything evil. And God created these animals. Even, you know, we've come down to where we say snakes are not always bad. They're not always a negative in a dream. A black bird is not not always negative in a well, dream. We we get these ideas and and because they we see things represent something frequently, we get into our mind it's always going to represent that. And you can't do that because like in this experience, this encounter, this um Spiritual experience is the only thing I know to say mm-hmm. what it was. You could have interpreted it solely as a dream and almost gotten to the same conclusion. But if you didn't understand the symbols and you made the cat negative, you, you wouldn't get there at all. Mm. And, and and you could have a snake in a dream that represents like healing, mm-hmm. the, the medical symbol with the snake right. or or Moses lifting up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, or a snake representing protection, like uh, we're you know one snake. I think there's a snake called a blue indigo that its favorite food is a rattlesnake. It eats right. It eats poisonous snakes. snakes. It eats poisonous yeah. snakes. So so you've got all these different things. You're you're wanting Holy Spirit to prompt you, like what we we're talking about, to have that knowing right. in your spirit. Not only what is it? Is it a dream or not a dream? But also then. If it's a dream or if it has elements of a dream like metaphors in it, which of the possible meanings are the correct one? Yeah. And so I love this this example because it wasn't a dream, but it was full of metaphors and pictures and this idea that God was longing for relationship. Yeah. God was longing to snuggle, to cuddle. And he does. He, he, he desires does. to have that relationship and, with us. And, and yet the other side of what a cat can represent is also present. A cat represents independent thinking, something that's sort of, you think about it, the, key, the cat is often king or queen of its home. It mm-hmm. n- doesn't need anybody else. Right. Does, you know, it's the one really in charge. You know, they say, they say if you die and you have a dog in the house, the dog will lay by your side and mourn you until, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, it dies too. Yeah. The cat will just go on about its business. It doesn't need you. It, it doesn't have to have you. And so it's, there's more to that. You work. No, no. Yes, so you are. Well, I mean. I go ahead. It doesn't, fit, you it doesn't fit the illustration. Okay. But, the, but they say. They say, you know, the dog will lay by your side in the morning until it starts to death. The cat will just eat you so it yeah. can keep living. That, that's, that's talking about the cat's, the cat's just a so different. Independent. Yeah. It doesn't need anything else. Yeah. And and really that is a picture not of consuming us. Well, in a sense, God's an all-consuming fire. He wants to He's have not going to eat us. He's not going to eat us. No, no. So, see, I told you, why would you make me go there? Because it because doesn't fit my illustration. you can't leave people hanging. But it just shows that we're not perfect. Yeah, it's okay. So, but, but at any rate... He both longs for our affection and our attention, but he doesn't have to have it. Yeah. It's because he wants it. And and there were so many things in that in that picture that, that were there to think about that it was amazing to me. Yeah. And 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 for those people who are listening to this, maybe Christians in particular who it bothers them 
to say this wasn't a dream or how can you say this was a real person and they're watching this and because you know that it, it, that's a stretch it that's why I was worried yeah. about trying to explain it in five minutes to a room full of church people yeah uh, was because if you want an illustration uh, Peter I think it is in the New Testament the book of Acts is has an experience where a man from Macedonia comes. So we, we call it the Macedonian call. He's called to come minister to the people or serve the people of Macedonia. But how does it happen? A man shows up in a vision. My air quotes again. See, yeah. I'm liking that today. In a vision, the man from Macedonia shows up and says, waves to come here. And, and the best you can think about that is that's actually a person that comes there seeing him saying, come, we need your help. Isn't there, is that the same example, please forgive me for my lack of biblical knowledge, where there's Cornelius, where he Paul staying, has a dream. He was staying, is that Paul that has I think it, it was Paul. He had a dream that Cornelius said, come to me. Well, and then he even one. knew a name of a street, a street called Straight. That was Ananias. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're, you're okay, you're mixing, mixing several stuff, stories. But hey, Go, hey, be a Berean and go and go search those out because you'll learn some stuff. You know, yeah. many times we, we I say, we kind of dampen the mystical side of God because it kind of scares us. Yeah. We want rule, hard and fast rules, right? And sometimes it's hard for us when we go, okay, this is a little bit beyond my understanding or this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Well, we need, to, we need to be able to let God speak to us where we are and we need to be willing to open up our mind to that he's bigger than we think he is. Yeah, and we can't put him in a box. And I know we don't have a whole lot of time left, so maybe we should pick up this topic again. Um, I don't know if it'll be the next podcast or not, but I think I we can really go farther into this than what we've even, we've just scratched the surface really today. Yeah, but it's a cool topic. It's interesting, and what is it? What What is it when a dream's not a dream? I mean, yeah. you have to stop and say, Hmm. Mm, that's right. You know, I just did. Mm. You did. Mm. And and just wait and see. And so. if we're leaving you hanging, if you think, oh wow, I just don't know if I have full understanding, that's a good thing. We're leaving you Dig hungry. For yourself. Search it out. Find it. Yeah. If you need help with some stuff, send us an email. If you have questions or anything that we've covered and need some scriptural examples, sometimes we uh we may. <laughs> We may get some story. I may get some stories. Well, I don't always remember which character it is. I don't think that. Yes. I think it's the concept we're conveying. Let people go dig. Yeah, for it is good. And and people and shouldn't just believe something just because we say it. Absolutely. They need to search it That's out right. for themselves. I have so. been wrong in the past. Yeah. So tell people how they can get in touch with. Okay. Us so you can find us on Facebook, my dream uh, dream stories podcast on Facebook. You can go to mydreamstories.com. Uh, that's our website. You can uh, also leave dreams there for interpretation on our forum. Uh, but we also have a lot of resources there. And uh, we would love to hear back from you. You're listening to our podcast. You may be listening to it through Facebook or through one of the podcasting services like iTunes or Google Play. Any of those sources have the opportunity for you to leave a review, to leave a comment, to ask a question. Please comment. Please respond to us. Let us know you're enjoying this. Share it. Like it. All those different kind of things because it really helps us to know we're making a difference and we're not just sitting here in our studio talking to each other, but people actually listen. So. It's a blessing to us when we know that. So. We're having fun anyway. We do have fun anyway. So, But that's the end of our time today. So what we always say at the end is until next time. Keep on dreaming.